Coming up today on the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafala, we're going with a little bit of Cowboys conversation off the top as they're always in the headlines. We dip into some NFL draft talk and then we wrap up with some NFL mixed bag. Yes, a new segment from yours truly. So stick I bet around. It's suck ass. Oh, off. So stick around for the show everyone can afford to listen to the Nosebleed Seats. Yes, Wolchuk, but before we get to the episode with your brand new segment i want to talk about our friends over there at lone star green cbd you're L- such an a-hole lone star green cbd.com these are the best in the business this is where you want to go if you're going to get your cbd your oils your topicals your your gummies the whole nine they're going to have it all there shortly right now they still have the tincture oil the peppermint it's selling like hotcakes so you better get in there quick Use our promo code NBS15. You'll get 15% off at the checkout. But this stuff tastes good. It's convenient. You put it under your tongue. You spray it in your coffee. You put it in your cereal. And boom, you're feeling better in no time. Walchuk, I know you have been just a happy camper. Every time I see you, your sleep cycle has been great. You wake up, you feel refreshed as hell. It really is tremendous. And it's got so many different uses. You can use pain relief, anti-anxiety. It'll increase your appetite. It'll improve your sleep. There's so many things that CBD can help with, and there's no better place to go than Lone Star Green CBD. Check them out. Go to their website. Put in our promo code NBS15. You'll get 15% off. And I'm telling you, I know you're thinking to yourself, why am I going to go online to this Lone Star Green CBD website and order this when I can just go to my local CBD store and buy it right over the counter? I don't have to wait. I'll tell you why. You use our promo code NBS15, you get the discount, and you're paying less. You're paying double if you go to these places and you buy them straight over the counter. And it's not going to take a long time. They're going to hook you up. If you have questions, concerns, PR boys, our boys at Lone Star Green CBD, they'll go ahead and solve all your problems. It'll be stress-free. Trust us. Go to them. They'll help and take care of you. That's right. It's quick. It's easy. You put in the number. You put in the information. You punch in the promo code. Next thing you know, you wake up two days later, and it's sitting right there for you on your doorstep. You don't have to go anywhere. You wake up, and it's right there waiting for you. It's a beautiful thing. It's LoneStarGreenCBD.com. Topicals coming soon, 420. Be on the lookout. But when you go, Walchuk, what do you do? Tell them the nosebleed seats sent you. It's about that time for some Nosebleed Seats, the show everyone can afford to listen to with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo, those two nerds from Dallas, powered by the Pro Football Network. You can follow them at EFN365 for all your sporting football needs. You can follow myself at Zach Wolchuk, Z-A-C-H-W-O-L-C-H-U-K, and she. Follow me at Chiafalo Sports, C-H-I-O-F-A-L-O Sports. You can hear the Nosebleed Seats podcast through the Pro Football Network. Go to the website, profootballnetwork.com, or follow them on iTunes. Also available, I believe, on Podbeam. We also have a separate account because we don't just talk football, but pretty much most of the time we do. But if we ever post segments that are not football-related, you can also follow, subscribe, rate our page on iTunes, just the nosebleed seats, but follow both. God dang, are you doing all right? Are you hanging in there? I'm good now. I got a frog in my throat, but I Sounds like it. you might have a couple. We're good to go. There, there were a couple just chirping in there. And, of course, uh, I'd be remissed, remorsed, remorse, would that be the right word? Uh, you'd be you'd be remiss. 
remiss. Yep. If I was right the first one, I should have gone with my gut. Yep. Yeah, well, if I if I failed to mention the other awesome podcast that we've got on the Pro Football Network, we've got The Future Is Now with George Templeton. You have us, of course, the Nosebleed Seats. The King Kai, the man who makes all of this go for the pro- podcast network with Pro Football Network. A lot of networks there, but we're just getting started. Just the Start podcast. He pumps that out once a week. It's glorious. Check it out. And Eric Wydecki. Or is it Wydeki? I think it's Wydeki. Yeah, I don't know. But any given Friday is a must-listen as well. Check them out. It's a revolving door of glorious audio gold for your football brain here at the Pro Football Network, and we're just a small piece of it. Happy to have you with us today here on the Nosebleed Seats. And Eric, my man, my friend, my partner in crime, I think we're going to start things off. We are, of course, based here in Dallas and there is a little bit of Dallas Cowboy news to get into. So we're going to right off the top, knock that out of the park, get it out of the way, and do a little bit of Cowboys conversation. Excellent! All right, that sounds fantastic. No surprise to me that the Cowboys are in the headlines, in the news. It's April 3rd now, and holy hell, the Cowboys are in the news? Seriously? Shocking. So what's going on? Good things, bad things. Well, I mean, uh, I saw some bad things this weekend. Cowboys you saw some related. bad things. Okay, yeah. well, there there is some some eh, some meh some going on. Okay. What what was it that you saw? Oh well, there was some hair or a lack, lack of hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just go with that right off the. Do top. you want to start with that? I mean, I guess that is <laughs> got to be right the headline. Off the top. News. <laughs> we can't we cannot bury the headline here. What the bleep, Jason Witten? Bye bye ESPN. Bye-bye toupee. The same toupee that I said he did a hell of a job. He almost had the, the color of that top match perfectly to his sides every single Monday night, and now it's gone. Truly, truly missed that toupee. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Jason was looking dapper as hell. Whether you think his performance lacked. San Francisco. He still looked great yeah, well, in the Monday yeah. Night Football booth. Just no doubt about that, right? Uh, the whole Ebucam family is uh, disgusted with it's the performance such a favorite of, of Jason drop of Witten. Yours. You love that. Oh, who doesn't? Ebucam, Ebucam. I prefer the rabbit out of the head. Do you? Yeah. When you go power rank in the Jason Witten leap ups, that would be number one for me. Wow. I think I have to go Ebucam. There's no way I can't. And then you know, number two would have to be the blunder at the Pro Bowl when he dropped the. Oh my when he gosh! Pulled you got the trophy it. Off. You got it. All right, guys. Congratulations on winning the 2019 Pro Bowl. Let me present you guys with this trophy here. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Get it down below. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. You got oh. it? Oh. There you go. You guys got it? There we, there we go. go. Here we 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 go. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, that was a pretty awkward encounter. Yeah, that was good. I think for me, it's not only the he pulled a rabbit out of his head. It's just like how juicy he's getting talking about Aaron Rodgers. He's like, it doesn't matter. He pulled a rabbit out of his head. Yeah. Just the delivery to me was better than the, the even though the Ibu Cam one might be comedic-wise the best. Yeah, for sure. Because he is really struggling to get that name yeah, out. Yeah, but you can tell Witten went from 6 to midnight right on that Aaron It Rogers was play. shrinking as cold as a 32-degree pool. Yeah, it was 7 seconds or less, 6 to midnight for old Jason Witten and Aaron Rodgers is the reason why, and and that's true. You could tell it was a really heartfelt message there from Witten when he was talking about the rabbit out of the head. i tell you what, Tess, you saw Aaron Rodgers there. Blood on his elbow. Big old knee brace on. 
hitting the wrist. It doesn't matter. He pulls another rabbit out of his head. But Ibukam has to be the victor for me. Ibukam. Uh, but for those who don't know, go on Twitter. Just Google Jason Witten or uh, just search bar Jason Witten hair. You guys got it? There we, there go. we go. So just a little bit of background here. Jason Witten was being inducted into the Football Hall of Fame in Waco, Texas. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, beautiful area. Brad Shan was there, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think Nancy Lieberman, who is 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 a very well-renowned women's basketball coach here in the Dallas area, probably internationally as well, uh, for what she's done there pioneering she the sport. She sounds like a political figure. If you didn't know, if she I, does just, sound if like I a just gave figure. you the name yeah. Nancy Lieberman, you've got to be thinking politician, what, senator, some bull****. Yeah, she does. No, but she's actually a really good basketball coach. We uh, Some of the shows that, that I've run the board for here in our local radio station, 105.3 The Fan, she's been on as a guest, and she is just a wealth of basketball knowledge. But so there was a lot of people there and there's a picture of Jason Witten. And of course he does a, an interview and it's really the first time that he's gone out there and talked to the press since rejoining the Cowboys. And he had a lot of things to say about, he expects to come back and not miss a beat. And you know, the, the positive things that Witten says, but all you're really focusing on is what the hell happened? Where did all the hair go? And my Lord, you look like you've aged 20 years. Yeah. Witt doesn't look good. no, no, I, I can't say he looks good. Here's the deal. If he would just go for the for the gusto and actually just own it, I think he actually wouldn't look too bad because he's a big, beefy 6'5", tight end. You know, I'm not going to call him a specie man. I don't think he deserves that at this age. He's a, he's a specie man out there. But he is a monster. And with that bald face, you know, he could have a little Erlacher vibe to him on the football field. I don't think that hurts anybody. But when he sits there, he's got a couple of just random hairs on the top. And peacocks. Yeah, and then he's got uh, some, the sides. You got to just take the splotchy. sides off, that's bro. The, you're right. It's the it was, it was like a bad tan. It was When ri- you get the splotchy areas, that's yeah. what it was on his scalp. Yeah, it's just, it's not a good look, man. Take the whole thing off. Get the sides out of there. You don't want, you look like. A 40-year-old businessman who hates his life, you know? And his name is probably Bill. Hmm. Shout out to all the Bills listening. Yeah, you know, or Tim, you know? Like, that's just the kind of name that pops into my mind when I see a head of hair like that. You know, it's just, go, just take it all off, Jason. And once you do, I think you're going to be happier for it. Yeah, I agree. Now, for me, it's just, as, as long as he looks like he's in playing shape come July when the team reports for camp, I'm okay. It was alarming. But that was, yeah, to go from what we saw all season long on Monday Night Football, looking dapper as ever, full head of hair, to holy Yeah. Man, concerning. And honestly, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise to us because it was it was clear as day he was wearing a toupee. Everybody knew it. He knew it. We knew it. She knew it. But it still looked oh, Come on, right. he grew that. But... And that again, was all natural. And again, the colors almost just perfect there. And it was, it was, it was great. Almost black. It, it was, was a solid. It was, it was a solid dark. look for him. And he, he went away from it. I guess wearing a helmet and a toupee at the same time is probably tough. Not going to go well. Yeah. So listen, Jason, you, you're almost there, bro. You're almost there. Just take the sides off. Jesus. Let's slide into the other Cowboy news of note, and one that I think that you probably thought was also negative, and that is cornerback Byron Jones Mm. having a little hip procedure, kind of just clearing out some fluid. Um, Reports are he should be fine. Everything's okay. Nothing to be worried about. For week one. For week one. Yeah, so that sounds like not much training camp for Mr. Byron, not too much off-season activity. Hip, that's a little frightening. That's an area that... You know, 
that can that can linger for a while. Uh, that's a pretty serious area of the body to be getting surgically repaired in any form or fashion, even though, like you said, it seems to be more of a cleanup than anything. But listen, if it's keeping you out pretty much all the offseason, then that's that's a little bit troubling for me. And it, it raises the question, you know, what do the Cowboys do if you have a hobbled Byron all year, if you have a Byron who's a little bit of a shell of himself, or say just for the first month of the season, Byron Jones isn't quite the Byron Jones we're used to seeing. Uh, now he is in a contract year, so you got to think this dude's going to be trying. His and he's never missed a game. Off. He's never missed a game in his entire career to this point. And he said, "quote He'll be ready for training camp." So we'll see. Okay. Uh, he okay. thinks he'll be ready to go for training camp, which is definitely more optimistic than than week one. Because I agree, if this lingers in and all of a sudden you're missing camp, I hate that. I don't. I don't want that. I think you really need those reps. You need to get your body right, get in football shape. Can't just show up week one after not practicing at all or playing even a single preseason game and just expect to be Byron Jones of week 10 from last year, ready to go, Pro Bowl, forward line, all pro guy. You know, you need you need some contact. You need a little bit of that to get yourself really ready to go or else why the heck do you even do it in the first place? Uh, but for Byron, the contract year is the big thing. And that's been a lot of talk here because the offseason was all about re-signing your own for the Cowboys, quote-unquote, yet they have they haven't done any of that. You still have Demarcus Lawrence, who is not signed, uh, except for the salary cap, the franchise tag, which he hasn't signed yet either. So you've got that looming. Then the talks are the extension for Dak, for a potential Zeke, for a Byron. I'm one that Mari I'm... Cooper. Mari Cooper, absolutely. I'm one that Byron is the bottom of my list to work on a deal for. I think he's a guy that... Let him walk? ...has had one good season. And and you know this from when we were doing shows two years ago. I was not a big Byron Jones fan. I thought he was a a borderline bust of a pick when he was playing at safety. He lived off of one good game guarding Rob Gronkowski... Gronkowski R.I.P. Gronk. ...as a rookie, and people thought this dude is a safety, one of the best safeties guarding tight ends in, in, in the league because of one good game. He stunk for the first three years of his career. He was good last year. They finally moved him to corner. I think he's a perfect fit in Chris Richard's system. But if he were to go out there and sign a big money deal with, I don't know, say the Jets, I don't think that dude's playing very well. I don't think he's living up to that contract. And this is a Cowboys organization and fan base that already paid $10 million a year to Brandon Carr in free agency a few years back. Haven't made a big signing since because everybody bitched, complained, and moaned about that signing. Brandon Carr, steady Eddie, never missed a snap, has went on to have a pretty good career with Baltimore. The issue here was he didn't cause turnovers. Well, guess what? Neither does Byron Jones. So why do I want to lock myself into a lucrative contract for another corner who's not getting turnovers, who's not making huge plays to dramatically affect a football game, and is just an overall solid player that does his job out there? I don't. So it depends on how rich that contract gets for Byron. I think he's a great dude on and off the field. I'm a fan of his game. I think he showed some liabilities last year. Now, he was dealing with that hip injury then, too. Maybe that plays a factor in it. But Byron Jones, when teams actually decided to throw at him late in the season, got burned a little bit. I want to see another year from Byron before I go ahead and say, okay, I'll pay that guy. And honestly, if he has another Pro Bowl year, I still don't think I'm paying him elite cornerback money because I just don't think he is one. So basically, unless he's a turnover machine this year? I mean, Unless somehow sort of- he gets you... 
four or more interceptions out of nowhere, yeah, I'm not looking at him as the highest paid corner in football. That's just me. For sure. Yeah, and I hear you there, especially if he's coming off the injury. That's not a good look. I will say I think the, 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 the reason for his early career struggles when you weren't much a fan of old Byron Jones. I mean, the, the, the coaching staff didn't do much help, you know, because they're they're moving him to corner, then safety, then safety, then corner, then corner, then safety. He couldn't really find his spot. Now that Chris Richard's here, it looks like he's pretty comfortable there. Obviously, Richard's, you know, renowned uh, as a secondary coach, and clearly Byron Jones benefited from that. Um, so maybe you see more growth in year two under Richard and locked in at that corner spot instead of going back and forth like he had been most of his career. So, uh, but I hear you. You guys got a lot of players to pay, but corner's a premium spot. You know, you're going to go pay a bunch of money to a running back. It ain't the it, it, though he's obviously a clearly a better player. A running back ain't the ain't the position to be paying premium money to. I don't disagree. Whereas, especially in this day and age corner is as important as damn near anything other no, than for me i'm paying tank i'm paying dak i'm paying amari and then we're gonna have a serious conversation on ezekiel elliott because that's the Rams, so they're feeling about that todd Gurley contract right now Ooh. and that's where it would start for he's Zeke got contract. grandpa knees my boy yeah so look zeke is zeke is one of those rare breeds where you would consider paying this guy even though he is a running back but Let's not act like Ezekiel Elliott's been an angel off the football field either. The dude does have a six-game suspension under his belt, does have a, uh, a history of being a little too party crazy handsy, out there. Handsy on the parade, St. Paddy's. Uh, hey, but he's gone, more than one way. He's gone two St. Paddy's in a row without whipping out the tatas. Fair. Unannounced. Right on the float during the, the St. Paddy's Parade True. here in downtown Dallas. I think that he finally wised up and avoided that parade on Lower Greenville. Which That's pretty big time. That's crazy. I don't Attaboy blame Zeke. him, but my, Listen, my oh my. Zeke, your self-control over the last two St. Paddy's days has been unreal, unmatched, Kudos and much to you. appreciated. Seriously. But you do have That's a point. That's grown-up stuff, Zeke. <laughs> you do have a point of cornerback being a sneaky need were the Cowboys and Stephen Jones. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about actually that. said that those same comments himself because you do have Byron whose contracts coming up after this year. You also have Anthony Brown whose contracts coming up after this year. And Jordan Lewis, while I'm a big fan of Jordan Lewis, I think he's a good player, scrappy guy. Doesn't really fit the Chris Richard way because he's a shorter corner. And you know Richard likes the long guy. So he's been working out uh that corner from Vanderbilt, who's a big dude, six two. He's been out there really individually working out a lot of corners that he thinks could be solid. So the Cowboys are showing interest in that position, and it would not shock me if they came away with at least one player at the cornerback spot, if not a corner and a safety, maybe two corners with position flex. I think that is certainly something that they're looking into come this draft because a year from now, they're going to have to do that. The great thing is you got Shadobi Awuzie, who should be, I think, coming into a breakout season this year. You've seen flashes of Shido. Health is an issue with him. But I think Cheeto's a better player than Byron Jones. I think Cheeto's going to be a player that's here as a stalwart corner for years to come for the Cowboys, assuming he can play healthy. I'm a big Cheeto guy. Wow. I think he fits perfectly with Chris Richard's scheme as well. Uh, and I think Cheeto will end up being your number one corner on this team. So you're solidified there, at least for this season, with two good guys. And then you've got the, the, the depth with Brown and with Jordan Lewis. But certainly I think bringing some youth in here to prepare for a loss of a couple of players will be in the Cowboys' plans. Yeah, it just uh, to me, it just opened up 
what we we've talked about their needs all off season, some of the potential spots that they might be looking to draft. Once they signed Witten, we're thinking, okay, especially with that that early that pick they have in the second round, which is their first pick since they don't have the first. Uh, you know, we thought maybe they'd go for tight end. Once they signed Witten, it's like, all right, that's a little bit off the table. Now they go get a Robert Quinn. Okay, maybe defensive ends not quite on the table. They signed Covington. Okay, maybe defensive tackles. Okay, the safety spot. They signed uh, Iloka. You know, so maybe they don't. They're need still their- showing a ton of interest. I think they do their thirty-day visits. And for people that aren't super familiar with the Cowboys, top thirty. When yeah, when you want to know who the Cowboys are really seriously considering drafting. It ends up being the guys that they bring in on that 30-day visit list, and they're mating with the top four safeties in this class. So I think at 58, if one of those dudes fall, if a Taylor Rapp somehow ends up sliding that way, or let's say that Mississippi State dude ends up kind of fringing and they want to move up into the second round to snag him, I think safety is still of high importance for this team in terms of the draft. Yeah, okay, very good, because they've sort of set themselves up, and that's what I was alluding to with with sort of these these, these stopgap guys with a Iloka at safety, with Covington at the, at the tackle spot, now with Quinn at the opposite end spot. You know, they've sort of taken away some of their needs that were that felt more pressing, and then obviously with Jason Witten at the tight end spot. So now it's like they can kind of go best player available, but now this cornerback situation opens and where two weeks ago I think, yeah, there's pretty much no way they go for a corner at 58. Now I'm thinking, well, they don't have a super pressing need really anywhere. And if the corner they like happens to be best player available, damn, they're they're going for corner here at 58. I could see it. Yeah, I can see it as well. And, and I do like, as you mentioned, they've well-rounded that roster out uh, in terms of they don't have a glaring hole aside from backup quarterback and backup running back right now, but definitely quarterback doesn't seem like an area that they want to fill behind Dak Prescott and the fact that Dak Prescott has been as sturdy as can be and not really even giving you a, a an injury scare in terms of him missing football games. Which and you is don't extremely... really have a problem with Cooper Rush coming off the bench uh, getting man, some I, run, huh? I've got major issues with that. I don't think Cooper Rush is very good, and I'm not Dude, a big believer in Just because he's a redhead life. and there's a, a high chance that he doesn't have a soul doesn't mean he can't hey, go out hey there now, and get hey now hey now i love run. redheads okay do you really? oh that well yeah, i do I, I my girlfriend is one that's right so you step right off chia follow right. i'll i'll uh you i'll freaking bleep hole you no and i'll stay I'll, in your lane i'll forget sir. i'll forget all the redhead bleep talk that you've given me over the years oh i've given you a lot like of that happened. huh yeah. oh come on no i'll back up come on that's right. not even true i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm stepping away but you're right in the robert quinn trade that finally became official He's no longer a Miami Dolphin. Bob Quinn, he's a Cowboy. Dude, the Cowboys, I think, kind of fleeced Miami a little bit. I guess Miami wasn't getting a, a, any a better offers because a six-round pick in 2020 is not a lot to give up. Okay, here's the deal. We're, we're basically, everybody before that, I saw all, all these reports, Miami's looking for a third-round pick, fourth-round pick, and I'm thinking, if anybody watched Robert Quinn and if anybody knew the, the lack of leverage that Miami is sitting in right now, it's like... There is no way we're getting a third-round freaking pick for this guy. I was hoping and praying, God, maybe we can get a fourth, but I was kind of banking on a fifth. We ended up with a sixth, and ultimately, I'm just glad we got something. They also um, just have to pay that one point one bonus million. Yeah, we bonus. already paid that a few weeks. And back. the Cowboys signed a new deal for Robert Quinn. It's one year's eight million with a one million years? dollar sack bonus. Yeah, just one year. One years. One years. Nice. Total of one years on that big boy. And eight million that's a great deal for the Cowboys. I think that's fantastic, especially when you think about the fact that 
you know, you got a guy like Demarcus Lawrence who's, who's trying to go for twenty something million. The fact that you can get his counterpart for under ten is is pretty fantastic. A one year deal. We always talk about it. One year deal. It's like who gives a crap? We, we there's no worries. It's one year, and we're we're, we're going to lose basically nothing, nothing from this whole situation. So there's I just I don't have a problem with it. Even if you guys would have given him ten or eleven million, I'm like, dude, for one year, none of it really matters. So. Uh, as long as you're not tying yourself up to something that's for multiple years and you're going to regret it down the line, who cares? This is a great deal for the Cowboys. By the way, in case you were wondering, he's going to wear number 58, so be on the watch for that. Looks like you guys have all the 90s numbers taken. Uh, so Yeah, well, 94, which Bob is what Glenn. he likes, is Randy Bleeping Gregory. Who... Don't you think that number should be retired, by the way? Did DeMarcus well, Ware not do enough to get that number well, retired? Right, so here's the thing. Before DeMarcus Ware wore it, Charles Haley wore it. Randy Gregory comes in here smelling like freaking OG so it, it, It's one of those things. On the jersey. Yeah, and he does. I mean, he still is wrecking that purple derple. And don't get me wrong. It smells It's incredible. one of those uniforms. And this actually, I'm glad that you brought this up because I was listening to uh, George Templeton talk about this in terms of what, the OG Sean Kush? Taylor and, La- and Landon Collins. Landon Collins wanting to rep Sean Taylor's jersey. Oh, the jersey. And, and he felt like 21 should forever be retired in Washington. Like, nobody should wear that jersey. You're just basically setting yourself up for failure. 100%. Because he's so beloved. Well, the Cowboys have this thing where, like, eight for Troy Aikman, nobody's wearing it. 22 for Emmett Smith, nobody's wearing it. Uh, I, I don't even think that anyone's worn 12 for Roger Staubach, but I might be wrong on that, but I don't recall any 12s. And then you've got 88 and 94, which are not retired jerseys, and they seem to make it like a big honor if you're given that. Like, Dez joined the 88 club for Drew Pearson and Michael Irvin. 94, they thought they got themselves a sexy little steal with Randy Gregory in the second round, a dude that was a borderline top five pick, and they snag him at 60. Oh, yeah, here we go, our next big pass rusher. We're going to give you 94. He's really repped that with pride. Haley, where, and now this guy might be out of the league. The Cowboys still seem optimistic, but I think Randy Gregory's proven that you cannot rely on him to be available at all. And then Taco Charlton was an extreme waste of a first-round selection as of right now. So the Robert Quinn edition is huge for the Cowboys. Well, he likes to go extremely by Bob. important. So when you interview him this year in the locker room, it's Bob Quinn. Really? It's not Robert. Is that true? No. Okay. Continue. All right. I just like calling him Bob. I'm yeah, sorry. just hey, Bob Quinn. Listen, anybody who's Robert, listen, okay. we got Robert from the Diamond Broker. Well, I like go. calling him Bob. Hey, dude, I love he Robert can't, from the Diamond Broker. He can't Broker. stand it when I call him Bob, but no, I like he, calling him Bob. He hates it. His name's Robert. My grandpa, Robert. Robert Emerson. I like calling him Bob. Well, there you go. Bob Emerson. Now I got Bob Wolchuk, Robert Wolchuk from the Diamond Broker. Bob from the Diamond R. Broker. R.W. Diamond Broker. For any of your jewelry needs out there, folks, check out R.W. Diamond Broker. Just set, put it in a little Google. Doesn't even matter if you're not in the Dallas area. It'll take care of you. Best Tell them the, the nosebleed seat sent you. Uh, and that does it pretty much for the Cowboy notes that I have for you. Although Duke Johnson reportedly wants a trade from Cleveland. Yeah. The Cowboys have been linked for Duke Johnson for, for several years now. They were interested in him coming out of the draft. Miami product as well. Dang right he is. And I like a lot of what Duke Johnson brings to the table as a change of pace back for Ezekiel Elliott. I think that would be a tremendous addition if they could work something out. I like what Duke Johnson brings to the table in the kitchen. And you want to know why? Why? Because he's a hell of a chef. Is he? he it's, a, it's, a, it's a side thing for him. It's a hobby. Is he it really? It. You go on his Instagram. He's always uh, he, whipping he's something always up in the kitchen. Whipping something up. A nice Christmas dinner. Uh, and it's just, it's it's incredible. I got a little feast? something for you. 
from from Warren Sharp. Is this a quick hit? This is this is you can call it. Is that. it a quick hit that's going to take thirty minutes? No, it'll take about thirty seconds. Okay, perfect. Unless you want to, you know, drag it out a little bit. No, I like a quickie. All right, so Duke Johnson obviously has to be traded. So Warren Sharp at Sharp Football on Twitter. He is uh, an analytics guy. SharpFootballAnalysis.com. Any relation to Warren Sapp? Uh, SharpFootballStats.com. No Sapp. No Sapp. Hmm. But but still in the Warren family. Yeah, still in the Warren family. So he goes uh, at Sharp Football in regards to Duke Johnson. Of the 62 running backs with at least 250 early down rushes plus targets over the last three years, Duke Johnson ranks number two in yards per play, number three in explosiveness, number seven in success rate. Only two running backs in the top ten in all three of those metrics. That's Duke Johnson and Alvin Kamara. Duke Johnson is a weapon and a solid asset. Again, this is at Sharp Football. Warren Sharp, he's an incredible football mind. He's brilliant. He like he was in engineering back in the day and then said, bleep this, I'm going to be a football analytic guy, and he's one of the best in the business. It, teams are actually outsourcing him for analytic stuff, so he's actually sort of a consultant for a bunch of NFL teams at this point. The dude's an animal, and he believes in Duke Johnson, so guess what? I believe in Duke Johnson. Wow, sign me up for that. Yeah, but what do you give up uh, for a guy like that? I mean, you, you're going to toss your 58 out? You're going to give him no, second? No, oh, no, no, you're no. You're going to give him third? No, 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 I'm not giving up anything higher than a fourth, and honestly, that's kind of rich. Wow. Now, the Cowboys okay. do well, have two good fourths. good luck, brother. But, uh, yeah, I'm not giving up more than a fourth. It's for a running back, bro. No, I hear you. Come on. I and honestly, you. it's a player they're probably going to end up cutting because they've got Kareem oh, Hunt. And yeah, but Kareem Hunt can't Chubb. play till week eight. They, they, he's not going to play. And Chubb is—it's a great change of pace from Duke Johnson. Oh, for, okay, to, for, to Chubb. for eight weeks. Hell yeah! And then guess what? Nothing's happening. Trade deadline. Let's get him to the Cowboys. Let's no. fleece the boys. No. Amari Cooper first rounder. No. Let's do it. Yeah, uh-uh. that's a that's a great plan for the Browns. Don't worry. We'll wait till the trade deadline. We'll we'll, we'll run the hell out of. We'll get Duke. a first round pick. We we'll, we'll get, we'll get a first Johnson. round pick for the Cowboys at the deadline. Maybe if Ezekiel Elliott's hurt. And now, if that happens, you guys are in a world of trouble. Because who, Rod Smith and uh, No, no, Rod Smith isn't even on the team right now, oh, but Jameez is. Jameez Alawale. Go Mean Green. Yeah, hell yeah. And that does it for today's edition of Cowboys Conversation. Way to end it on a low, you ass. Sorry, I didn't mean Listen, that was unintentional. All right, let's go ahead and dive right into some NFL draft talk, my friend. What do you say? Oh, we're draft talking Draft it? season, baby. Let's do it. All right, I'm... Uh... Well, I got some KT draft nougats tweets. for you. I got draft nougats. Man, KT is the is, is as he said he last was week. So good, I'm horny. He is, and I'm he horny always for some is. draft stuff. Uh, we're gonna get it to it. All right, we're gonna keep it in the NFC East. Why not? We're gonna go with the G men because you and I love some Gettleman talk. Oh, the Gettleman. What's he up to? What dude? in the world are the Giants doing? Well, reports are that they are seriously leaning towards a pass rusher at number six. What say you, my friend? Uh, what say me is I wish they were going Daniel Jones at 6 just so I could have a laugh party, but that tells me they're probably going to go Daniel Jones at 17, and I'm still going to have a laugh party. If they take Rashawn Gary, I think everybody, uh, we talked about Kevin Turner, KT of The Athletic, draft writer, came on our show just last week and was talking about how Gary is probably uh, the most underwhelming uh, of all the, the top guys in this draft. He's a physical freak. But his production's incredibly low. He doesn't seem to try too hard uh, at times. And there's no reason a guy that freakishly athletic should have the production as low as he had. So uh, I think if, if the Giants go Gary there, that's problematic uh, for them. And I think for Cowboys fans and really everybody else across the world is, is feeling 
pretty happy about that. Um, if they go Montez Sweat, I think that when they when you hear pass rusher, that feels more Sweat than Gary to me. Um, but and obviously even with Bose the irregular heartbeat. You don't yeah. think that's going to end up dropping Sweat? Every year you see a guy drop that you didn't anticipate dropping. Yeah. And I think Montez Sweat could end up being that dude. Yeah, for sure, 100%. And I, listen, I forgot my my medical hat. You know, I, I have that medical hat that I wear sometimes. I left it at the house today, so I can't really give you my two cents too much on it. But I'll tell you this. Uh, we've seen guys fall from that same reason, and it wouldn't surprise me. But I have heard the Jets do like them some Sweat. And, it, you know, if, you, if you're going pass rusher there... It's, I mean, your the Jets only or the options. Giants? The Giants, excuse me. Okay. If you're if you're going if you're going pass rusher, Look, there, I wouldn't mind that pick at all. I I like Montez Sweat as a player, but I wouldn't take him at eight. I mean, both of those guys. If you're talking about Gary at six or and Bucky Brooks currently has Gary mocked to the Giants at six. Lance Zerline, who is another big wig at NFL.com. Lance. Lance. What the hell? Zerline. Actually, I I, I like Lance Zerline's work. Uh, he's got them taking DK Metcalf. The Giants? Yeah, which I don't see happening. Dude. But each that would of them, be best case scenario if you're a Cowboys fan because DK, that would be I a think that's extremely miss. rich as that well. Is a, that is a wasted Take pick. Take that guy the at six. Man, that's like a Darius Hayward Bay kind of pick. Yeah, that's just what the hell are you doing, Gettleman? You're going to trade away Odell Beckham Jr. just to turn around and then draft back a guy to back who's years, not you're going to take anywhere close You're going to pass good. on the quarterbacks for Barkley and DK. At 17, though, Drew Locke remains a possibility. Bucky Brooks has them, or excuse me, uh, Lance Zerline has them taking DK Metcalf and doubling back and snagging one Drew Locke. Uh, And the Giants are meeting with Drew Locke. He's also meeting with the Washington Redskins. So there's your NFC East interest and maybe some quarterbacks there. It does seem like, though, the Giants are going to pass on the quarterback at six. Probably take uh, what will be a defensive player, as long as it's not Ed Oliver. I don't have an issue with it. And then at 17, they'll take their guy. If it's Daniel Jones, they'll snag him. If Drew Locke's still available, they'll snag him. But it seems like 17 is their more sweet area for a quarterback. Yeah, and ultimately that is best-case scenario for, for NFC East and Cowboys and everybody else who's rooting against the Giants. In my opinion, I think Drew Locke is not going to be a successful quarterback in the league, and I don't think Daniel Jones is either. So if they take either one of those guys, you got to be feeling great. You mentioned the Redskins. They're looking at these quarterbacks. I think the Redskins are, are definitely one of these teams that if some of these quarterbacks like a Haskins or Locke, they start falling out of the top ten, which I don't see happening. But if they do, the, John, or, or the, the Redskins are going to be one of those teams that is probably going to want to jump up in there and make some noise. So either way, that shapes up We great mentioned for you. a DK Metcalf. That is a player that I could see the Redskins taking if he's there at 15. Gotcha. And I think you'd have to feel good about that. I, after watching Metcalf, I'm not as high on him, and he's a freak show. And, and when I think of him, I do think of sex, as I told Roscoe just a few weeks ago. But... Well, he I, tests out the charts. Yeah, but, yeah. but those and numbers, you're right. When you, off, when you turn the tape on, it's Greek God. It doesn't show up, and and some of that might be because you look at Ole Miss and and the receivers that they have coming out. I think a lot of that does have to do with the quarterback they played with in that offense in general, because they had three really good receivers, in my opinion, in Brown, AJ Brown, who's better, I think, than DK Metcalf. He absolutely, and is. then Lamarcus Blodge who was a freaking stud at Cedar Hill here locally, one of the best high school football players I've ever seen in person. And if you just watched him at the Ole Miss workout, crushed it in terms of route running and his ability to show body control, make some tough catches while keeping his feet in bounds 
and concentration. He put up no numbers. Is probably going to be a mid-round player, but a prospect that I like and that could be a steal in the mid to late rounds. Yeah, I don't know. Metcalf just didn't do it for me when I watched him. I mean, the dude's catching the ball with his feet clearly out of bounds on the sideline. I'm like, Metcalf, you don't have any self-awareness. You don't have any football IQ here. Uh, He's just, he's not the route runner, obviously, that you would like him to be. But bottom line is, if he ends up as a first-round pick to the Giants or the Redskins, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm feeling beautiful about that. And then if if Locke or Jones ends up in a Redskins or Giants uniform in the first round, I'm feeling incredible about that. I don't think either one of those quarterbacks are great. And, uh, you know, you just you have a, another cycle of of the Giants and the Redskins just from an organizational standpoint, absolutely being awful. And you just have to love that. It's laughable. Gettleman's hilarious. I'm going to get some audio for next week's show just so everybody can hear Gettleman speak. It'll really give you a window when you hear this guy's Change voice your perspective. just about how funny this bleeping Gettleman is. He's a Gettleman. Yeah, if you look at this roundup here, because it is mock season, and it's only going to be mock season for another few weeks, so I feel like yeah. we've got to celebrate this We've been this in the thick of the mocks, man. God, I mean, I I've been taking good... mocks to the face for mm. the last three weeks now. Deep, girthy mocks. The round table here on NFL.com, this includes Chad Reuter. He's got the Giants going Gary. Chad's got a hell of a mock. Chad's I, I've, mock. I've been following that mock my, for my. He's got trades in this thing. He's the only one with the balls to put trades in it, and I yeah. appreciate that. And the thing about him is he's much more of a shower than a grower, and I, I actually respect that. And he's got beautiful glasses. He owns it. Peter Schrager's got Drew Locke going to oh, the Giants God, at Schrager. six. If they take Locke at six, I'm doing a freaking dance-off party, dude. Schrager's mock probably has the most integrity. Man, well, Schrager's mock does. He kind of went through it and, and did some crazy things. At 17, he's got him doubling back and going with Cleveland Farrell. Who's that? Clemson. The Giants? Schrager, yeah, the Giants. I don't know why we're focusing so hard on the Giants, but they're, they're just with Gettleman, you never know. Then uh, Lance, we mentioned, has him going with uh, DK Metcalf. And then Bucky back with Rashawn Gary. And then at 17, Daniel Jones. If they go Jones-Gary, and I know you brought this up with KT last week, gosh, that would be phenomenal. Basically, the only player that I really do not want the Giants or the Redskins getting, sorry, George Templeton, is Ed Oliver. I've got Ed Oliver's my favorite player in this draft. Mm -hmm. He's won me over. Yep. Any guy that can just whip someone's ass in in the interior of an offensive line and just wreak havoc up the middle... To me, you've seen it with Aaron Donald. They're a rare breed. Yeah. You don't find a lot of these guys. And Ed Oliver is the guy that can play across the board along the defensive line, but he will be a Pro Bowl, All-Pro interior pass rusher in the league. No doubt about it, in my opinion. I got love for that. You are an absolute football genius because Ed Oliver is a stud, and I want him for the Dolphins at 13. Oh, my gosh. Bad. I would be so happy for you. Thank you, man. I would be so, God, Ed Oliver dude, in Miami. I will co-sign on. He would look that so sexy in our uniform. He would. Just he would. wreaking havoc on AFC East quarterbacks, just putting his dong all over Sam Darnold's face and Josh Allen's face for the next 10 years. That would be incredible. Uh, but there's just – I just can't fathom him slipping out of the top 10, let alone – I mean, you talk about the, if the Giants – I don't know. If the Giants are going defensive line, it's hard for me to fathom how dumb they'd have to be to pass on Oliver for a guy like Gary or even a guy like Sweat. It would just be so dumb. I'm with you, Ed Oliver from H-Town. Dude, what a what a player. And you mentioned Aaron Donald. He's not on that level, at least at, obviously at this point, but he's the, he's the closest thing we've seen to an Aaron Donald kind of player since Aaron Donald. He's sensational. The highest that he's going in these mocks that I've seen is to the Raiders at four. 
And now that we bring up the Raiders, they have been locally here in Dallas visiting with one Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, who is universally considered to be the number one overall pick to the Arizona Cardinals. And the closer we get to the draft, you start to hear more and more chatter about a potential Josh Rosen trade. I saw a report last week or maybe over the weekend that some unknown team that hasn't been been named offered a second-round pick for Rosen services. The Cardinals, of course, have yet to do that. I'm sure they'll wait till literally day of the draft to pull the trigger to see if they can get, maximize Rosen's potential. But it, it does seem like all signs point to Kyler Murray being a Cardinal. Well, the, the Raiders are doing their due diligence when it comes to Kyler Murray. They were here in Dallas, and they uh, had the whole freaking front office in here, man. They didn't just have Gruden. Gruden was here. Mike Mayock was also there. And they went ahead and took Kyler Murray out to dinner at Albernay's. Albernays. Albernays. Have you ever been to Albernays? No, I figured they'd have taken to Nick and Sam's. That seems to be the hot spot. Nick and Sam's is the hot spot. Albernays, though, also a a five-star fine dining establishment. Damn, dude. Get a little lobster, get a little steak, chat with Mayock. Just mm, deliciousness. And then they went to Highland Park High School to work Kyler Murray out the following day. And this workout was led by John Gruden. And also, offensive coordinator of the Oakland Raiders, Greg Olson, was at the dinner that they had with Kyler Murray. So they've got Mayotte, Gruden, OC at the dinner at Albernays with Kyler. Next day, they go to Highland Park High School, um, where Jerry Jones has sent his kid, his son, John Steven, two-time state champion there at Highland Park. Big, prestigious high school here in 5A football in Texas. He has a workout for about an hour and a half. Gruden leads the workout. Look, the Raiders, with all those picks, unless Arizona, and it seems like they are fully in love with Kyler, and I think they should be, because you and I both seem to be in agreement, agreement, agreement with Kyler being the best fit for him with Cliff in Arizona. Offensively, schematically, just, just a perfect marriage there. Two guys that want to basically bring... High-tempo college football that's taken over the world Two guys to the NFL ball. stage. Yeah, that's them. Right? So, if maybe they weren't, and maybe if Cliff says, I do like Josh Rosen, you'd think the team that would offer the most intriguing deal to move up from 4-1 to one would be the Raiders, considering they've got three first-round draft picks, and moving up from down three spots from 1-4 to four if you're Arizona, and maybe you pick up an extra first and a little bit more, whatever the Raiders want to kick in there, because they seem to be willing to do a lot of things. Be the best trade partner, would it not? Yeah, oh, I mean, the, the the Raiders would be a fantastic trade partner because obviously, if you're Arizona, you're not trying to you're not trying to trade down too far because you still want to get one of these studs. Uh, tr- dropping down to four is probably a, a, a nice sweet spot there. It just it just makes you wonder. You know about Derek Carr. You know, do, do they do they really like him as much as they say? Well, they if, do? if they're putting this much time and effort into not only Kyler Murray, but they're also kicking the tires on a Dwayne Haskins, and I think Haskins will be there for them at four if they decide they want to go that route. They seem to be moving on from from Derek Carr. You think so? Yeah, it does not seem like Gruden. And look, if they don't land one of these quarterbacks, if something happens and they end up going another route, I'm sure that they will feed the public. Derek Carr is our guy. But at least from reading how aggressive they're being and 
putting in the work and individually having meals and working out these quarterbacks such as Kyler Murray, I mean, that's not a good – if I'm Derek Carr, I feel like, all right, I kind of know where I stand now. They're looking at other options. I don't think my time as a Raider is, is long for this world. Yeah, I could be a little bit salty if I'm Derek, but at the same time, uh, this is this is smokescreen season. This is due diligence season. You go out, you 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 check on these guys. You spend time with them. You work with them. You see if you like them. If you, you maybe you fall in love with them, maybe you just want to see show the world. Yeah, we're we're here for a quarterback. So if you you know if you want to if you're going to move up to get one, you're going to have to move in front of us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at the end of the day. All these teams are looking at just about everybody. I mean, every day I see a new thing. Of, uh, this team is meeting with this guy. This team is meeting with that guy. It's like, yeah, because they gotta they gotta show. It's like, okay, if this if we're not meeting with a the guy, then we're kind of giving our hand that we don't give a crap about him. I love when you, you give know? your hand. Yeah, yeah, good meeting the hand situation. So I, I just uh, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I could absolutely see John Gruden falling in love with a guy like Kyler Murray, no doubt. And and it would be an ideal what about spot. Mayock. How do you think Mayock pronounces Kyler Murray? Uh, Ky- let's see. It's Eric Murray. It's uh, Kyler Kyler Murray. Kyler, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. How about Andrew Luck? Murray. How would what? Andrew Luck talk about Kyler Murray? Just give me a sentence. Kyler, you know, Kyler is just a he's he's a, you know yeah he's a great teammate. Yeah, he's a leader, and uh, you know just just love having him. If he was here right now, you know I just you know. Uh, I uh, just love to give him a hug. You know, he's a good mug. He'll join your book club, Andrew. That'd be great. Uh, love books. Uh, don't forget, my favorite book, Playbook. Without question. L- love football. Gosh, I love uh, when Andrew Luck makes an appearance here on the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchick and Eric Chiafalo. Andrew likes you. He's such a d- to me. Andrew does like me. Well, he, I've he always been a here, big Andrew Luck fan, me. dude. But you, yeah. have, well, it's because you make fun of him a little bit. I haven't bit. been a hater, though. You think that he's got some weird gland issue. It's a pituitary problem. Right. I think he would admit it. But I I've love never the way he the spins the football. Him. Yeah, he spins it well, but I've never gotten a chance to ask him about the pituitary problem, but I think... He would probably acknowledge it as well. I think he's that self-aware. He'll make an appearance for fantasy football season like he always does. Oh, a little fantasy f- with Andrew Luck? Yeah. I'm excited. All right, let's shift gears here. You had a little uh, quick hits. I'm going to give you a little NFL mixed bag. What do you say, friend? Ah, uh, okay. So you're coming up with your Zach Walchuk original segment. I have my NFL quick hits, which you definitely love those. And so you you want your own you want your own deal you want your own shine here on the Pro Football Network. Yeah, you know we're not necessarily talking draft, we're not necessarily talking team specific. So this is just kind of a mixed bag of NFL news that we find entertaining and want to hit on. All right, well let's hit on it. Let me let me get you some vibes. Hang on, what do you think about this? Let me get you some vibes. I love good vibes. Okay. Uh okay. Shouts out to Fifty Cent and the G Unit. You watch that show Power that he produces? Oh, do I? Absolutely. You know Ghost? what? Yeah, I figured One you'd be a Power fan. One of the human beings in the world. So I was visiting a buddy of mine in Austin, and he he had stars on his subscription, and for some reason I've just never I've never had stars. I've, I've done the HBO Skinamax deal. As a Cowboys fan, I figured anything with the stars That's, involved. Hey, you I know mean, what? Shame on me. You're, you're really you're not you're 100% a 100% right. Please don't say that. But you yeah, should feel bad. The, uh, the stars thing is, is a little weird that I don't dabble in that, but I don't. And he had it, and I was able to watch, you know, a few episodes of Power. And this is back when it was probably in its second season, still relatively young. I loved what I watched. I binged like a solid four episodes. Oh, yeah. And then I haven't seen it since, and I've always wondered, you know, what the heck's going on with those guys. Yeah, well, a lot of people died. A lot of drugs were sold. 
lot of naked women and a uh, lot of good time. Lala Anthony, Carmelo's uh, wife. I'm, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're still together. Uh, you, you see a, a little bit more of her than you ever thought you would. Really? I don't think you'll be upset about I it. I wonder if Carmelo's upset about it. I think he was probably a little bothered. Mm. Yeah. Hot and bothered, huh? Well, she was. I was when I saw it. Interesting. I'm All right, so NFL mixed them. bag. Uh, yeah, we're going to get right into bag the mixed up. bag. And so I th- do I shake the bag and then shake you it just up, put your up, hand up. in there? Yeah, 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 yeah and shake it up. Pull I'll, it? I'll pull one out. All right, all right, here. Boop, boop. Give it to me. All right, hand. I'm pulling it out. Did you ruffle around? You didn't oh, really. Oh, I gave a good feel skis in all there. Right. Don't even. Yeah, I got it. I got it. What came out? What came out? All right, you want to know? Yes. Le'Veon Bell versus Keenan Allen. And this is one you put in here. You put this topic in. Wow, I get the first freaking pick. This is your segment, and you're going to toss it to me this fast? Because that's what we do here. Sharing is caring on the nosebleed seats. Listen, I'm not mad at you. I'm excited. This is I've actually been looking forward to this for a while now. So this happened a few days ago, for those of you that don't know. On the Twitter sphere, if you missed it, we finally got some NFL drama that would, would mirror some NBA stuff. NBA on social media, those guys are always jabbing and making fun of and doing things. Well, we finally got ourselves a little NFL action. All right, here's the deal. Le'Veon Bell, that uh, Wal- Walchuk so kindly calls Lev Bell, because I think they're homies. You guys we are. kicked We're it. We're good boys. Yeah, Lev. Uh, we party on South Beach on occasion. It's the only time I get to go there when Lev invites me out on his jet skis. Yeah, yeah. You had a killer time this uh, this NFL season really not putting in the work that you should have been. Uh, but it's all right. You had a great time. You have a new friend now, Mr. Lev Bell. Well, your friend Lev, he's a rapper now. Um, Does like to dabble in the rap game. He likes to rap. Uh, I really enjoyed his diss track to Skip Bayless. Yeah, he had that, that one. That one was actually pretty fire. That one's pretty dope. Uh, that was a couple years ago, I think. Um, but, you know, I do. Well, here, here's the thing. He came out on Twitter and he puts out this uh, this 37-second video clip. It's only 37 seconds. Yes. Not 69. Not 69, no. He's, well, Gronk uh, would be a pest. Yeah, he, he's got a little Rick Pitino in him. He's he's a Minuteman. And basically, 37 seconds, him rapping. I have it for you here. But the tweet that he put up is, are you ready, fire emoji or trash can emoji? And then he put this song up there. No, we're not breaking no rules. I got a stone in you fools. I'm working, don't need no tools. They want to do what I do. Money is making me broke. I see that I'm in the news. And they not signing me back, but they got to pay for it too. I got to stay on the move. I got to stick it and move. I'm only going to be the truth. My name is fresh out the pool. I know that my bed is bone. You want to do what I do? I don't think you got a clue. They got control over you. Hey, they don't want you at the table. They going to put you through some bullshit if they able. They going to work you and work you and underpay you. I told them, get them out. He's just like a navel. Okay. So, clearly, a lot of, uh, lot of stuff to get into here. A lot of layers to peel back. Uh, we are, your boy Lev is, you know, jumping in the auto-tune world, jumping in the rap world. He's supposed to run, and I, I think he's getting confused. The, the, three, the three-letter word that starts with an R He's supposed to run. He got it confused with rap. I think I think it's an honest mistake on his part. I He's been the, out of the football game for a while. He woke up one morning. He was like, oh, it's a three-letter word. It starts with an R. I'm supposed to, is it run? Rap. Oh, my God. He did that. I, listen, I've been there. I think we can say we've all been there. We've made that three-letter word mistake. All right? It's confusing at times. Now, he's gotten a little too deep in this thing. He's got the auto-tune working. Here's the deal. I'm a fan of auto-tune in general. I'm a fan of rap. 
I can't tell you I enjoyed that. I didn't understand a lot of what he said, but the last lyric, I'm <laughs> Audi just like a navel. He's talking belly button, huh? Yeah, he's got a little belly button action in there. You think right he's got an Audi? Like a navel. Actually, I'll tell you, I know he doesn't have an Audi. But say, you're his friend. You're he the doesn't. one who jet skis with him. Don't think he's got an Audi. Well, he, he likes shouting out Audis. Uh, he says he's Audi like <laughs> Audi a navel. just like a navel. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's a brilliant lyric. Oh, and, my goodness. Uh, you know, the production wasn't terrible on it. Not bad. I'll I just tell wish you that, that like, he wasn't mumbling as much. I wish he wasn't mumbling. I wish it wasn't him. Uh, and let's, let's put it this way. If he was still a Steeler and not a Jeet, do you think you'd like it more? Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thought so. Yeah, because he, he'd have a little black and yellow going. He'd have that vibe. But no, and that and that color green, you can never look good or sound good. Mm. Uh, so, anyways, he tweets this out. Remember, he says, "Are you ready?" Fire emoji or trash can emoji. He puts the song on there with the video, with his glasses on and his hoodie, and he's standing in front of a graffiti wall, and it's terrible. What's on the graffiti wall? Uh, it looks like some random faces. It looks like a bunch of just random faces. Yeah, mm. mannequin esque faces. I wonder. If, oh, so you can't make out any of the faces? They aren't like former teammates or coaches. No, 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 no. That would have mm. been tight. You got Mike. You got Mike. Got like Tomlin a Tomlin up there, on there and AB. Yeah, a little Ben action. Oh, Roethlisberger, fat face. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. There's probably not enough room on that wall for Ben's face. God, your face is f***ing fat, Ben. It's really just your jowls, Ben. Gosh, Ben, your fat face. Jesus, Ben, if you're going to be a bleep hole, at least be in shape, honey. Rapist. Good God. What? So, Keenan Allen goes on Twitter, quotes the tweet that Le'Veon Bell had with the fire emoji or trash can emoji, and Keenan Allen, wide receiver from the Los Angeles, not San Diego Chargers. Right, the L.A. I'm just going to go with Law. At the Keenan Law Chargers. 13 Allen. Had a hell of a year this year. Finally stayed healthy. Quote Teets, Le'Veon Bell. He says, I got to keep quote it. Quote Teets? I got, quote Tweets. Okay. I got to keep it banned, bro. This ain't it. Trash can emoji. Okay, so what is banned? Uh, Like, I think it, like, keep it 100 so why don't you just say keep it, I'm keeping it real or keeping it 100? Well, because he's keeping it banned. I'm not keeping it real if so I'm like, keeping it I banned. I used to think that I was in on the lingo. Now I've started to hear the term receipt banned? used a lot. Receipt? Like I've got receipts for that, like text proof or screenshots. Oh, wow. Kind of stuff like that. Like yeah. there's some beef. Well, I've got the receipt, I got to, the prove, receipt. to prove what happened Damn, here. Yeah. I've heard that thrown around a lot that I had no idea what the heck that was. And now there's banned yeah, I got to keep like, it Which, like, man, there's bro. so many different, like, band. You've got an actual musical group. Yeah. Or you've got band, like, my watch band, my wrist band. My rubber band. A rubber band. Now we've got band being a fill-in for keeping it real, keeping it 100. Well, have you ever heard, have you ever heard honest, like, uh, bands, like, throwing bands? Like where I'm throwing yeah, bands. Yeah, well, that's like stacks of money, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm keeping it, keeping it stack of money. I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it real, keeping it 100. Yeah, but like a stack of money isn't keeping it real. It's a stack of money. So do you think keeping it banned and keeping it 100? I, mean, I probably sound extremely white and, and Jewish right now, which no. is fine with me. No, but. dude, you sound you sound with it. Uh, <laughs> do, it so keeping it. So if I say I got to keep it banned, bro, or I said. I got to keep it 100, bro. You don't think I'm saying I like, the same thing? I like the 100. No, you like 100? I, now that I know what band means, sure. I just don't really think that it's... I don't, I don't think we need to use it for that. Anything. You don't think it's appropriate. There, there's too many terms for band now. It's yeah. just like, why don't you pick another word? Make one up or just rock with something we've already got? 
Well, context matters. Context matters. I got to keep it banned, bro. This ain't it. Trash emoji. So then Le'Veon Bell follows up with, if you honestly felt that way, you could have just texted me and said that, LOL. But it seems even people <laughs> with check marks want to troll to seek attention from mentions nowadays. Oh, no. Dot, dot, dot. Pew, pew, pew. Enjoy this buzz, fuzz. It's still all positive vibes. Heart emoji, hands up to the cloud emoji. That he was pissed. That well, basically Keenan blew him up on social media <laughs> instead of just texting him and saying, "Dude, I don't, I, I don't think your your rap was good." If you honestly felt that way, you could have just texted me and said that. Well, and 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 well, let uh, let uh, Keenan Allen have a rebuttal. He said, uh, "I was not trolling on my mama, bro. I don't troll. Like I said, I speak facts." Yeah, I think he said he. That's what he means. You when he's know it's serious it when he's bringing his mama into this. Yeah, yeah. You don't just bring mama in unless you're being real, for sure. You're but being he, banned. He clears the air on the band. He says, "Like I said, I speak facts." So I think Le'Veon might have been a little bit confused on the band talk as well. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I don't think you know he's alone. I was completely put off. Ultimately, I think if he would have said kept it one hundred, I think Le'Veon and you and I would both feel more Boom. comfortable. There we are. But he said, "Like I said, I speak facts." You shouldn't have asked if you ain't want the truth. All love over here, bro. Which, listen, he makes a good point because Le- Le'Veon in the initial tweet said, are you ready, fire emoji or trash emoji? He didn't say, text me your he thoughts. He was asking. Here's my number. And Keenan just said, trash. Keenan, you got to be, I mean, I and mean honest Lev, to God, just... look, I love Lev. Lev's my boy, but yeah, I'd, lean, I'd lean trash. Aside from the naval line, I'd lean trash as well. Well, Keenan Allen's got some words for you too, Lev's bro, here okay. in just a second. But uh, he's coming at me. Yeah, oh, yeah I don't even have a check next to my name. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's, bold, he's after dude. you, Keenan. I love you, bro. I picked you in my fantasy teams every year, even when you were hurt. I loved you. He says facts. Crying emoji, laughing, crying emoji, laughing, crying emoji. If my bleep trash, you better let me know on my mamas. And then he says, still with the mamas. It should have been your real friends that said that though, with his shoulder shrug. At Le'Veon Bell. So, Walchuk. He hasn't hit me up since he signed his fat deal with the Jeets. As Lev's friend. So, are we friends still? You you should have. I mean, according to Keelan, if you're going to keep it banned, if you're going to keep it 100, and if you're going to keep it speaking facts, you, as Lev's friend, should have told him that that quote ain't it. It's not it, Lev. No, no. Ain't it. It ain't it, Lev. There you go. That's all you needed to do. It ain't it, bro. Friend. It ain't and, it. And Keenan wouldn't even have any beef with I'm you. I'm keeping it a hundred on my mama. It ain't it. And honestly, I'll be real. I think I don't think me and Keenan have any beef. If anything, I think we'd be pretty cool. And you got Andrew Luck as your homie. I'll tell you what. I think I'd rather have Keenan. That's just me, though. Well, I've always liked Keenan. All of a sudden, now I'm being ostracized into not being a Keenan Allen guy. I I don't know why we have to like pick and choose. We can't all just be each other's homies. Because Keenan said it should have been your real friends, bro. Look, as I said, I'm not your real friend, Lev. Walchuk is, and Walchuk didn't say anything. He let you step into that graffiti wall with those weird faces, that hoodie, and those glasses in the dark. I had a lot of critiques to make that better, Lev. You should have hit up me up, dog. Uh, You signed that money with the Jeets, and I don't hear bleep from you. What the f, dog? What the f? That mumble auto tune, Lev, and you. But that naval, that that naval line, that naval line, though, man, that saved the whole thing. I'll be honest with you, that really did put a nice bow on it. I enjoyed that.
Because the first 35 seconds, I really wish I could have had my life back. But those well, last two. So it's two, 36 seconds total? No, no, 37. 37. So, yeah. like, really 30 seconds of that, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, no, me But the either. last seven, I was in. Yeah, yeah no, the, well, the last two, really. Yeah, I mean, it started to clear clarity. It was, like, better yeah. for me towards the Well, you hear the, the bleep, half. which is clearly an F-bomb. Yeah, and then so it goes I'm, right and, into and the My navel. ears automatically prick up when I hear the bleeps. Yeah, your ears do like, prick up. Like, all right, up. we're getting dirty now. I like that. Explicit, so, um, baby. Woo! So I guess that's the the very first content of NFL Mixed Bag, Walchuk's brand new original segment. Walchuk, sorry for stealing your thunder. Let's head back to you. Um, I don't think this is going to be as good as Quick Hits, though, just as a side note. Okay. Continue. How much you leap off real quick? Mixed Bag. Entering the Mixed Bag. I'm going to dive this one in here. Put oh, yeah, my yeah. hand deep shaking into this up. bag, shaking it, shaking it up, shaking it up, I'll that hand shaking it up, shaking it up. Those freaking Jimmy Dean oh, fingers. I've got headlines. I've got headlines, my friend. I've got some moves that are being made in the National Foosball League. So we're like a pretty decent way into this episode, and you buried the headlines. Yes, I did. They're down there in the mixed bag. I pulled them out of the mixed bag. That's because I'm going to save the best for last. All right, let's see what you got. Emmanuel Ogba. Formerly now of the Cleveland Browns, he is a new member of the Kansas City Chiefs. What? Yes, they what? traded for him. He's a chief. Great move for Kansas City. They lose Justin Houston. He's gone. He out of here. They also lost their other top pass rusher, D. Ford. Yep. Bye-bye. We've got a need. What do we do? Trade for Emmanuel Ogba, a player I've always been a fan of. In fact, I think I said it here on the nosebleed seats a few weeks back when he became available on the market, and I'd sure love my Cowboys to be interested in that. But they went ahead and got Robert Quinn. Not upset about that deal. Good for the Chiefs here, landing a stud muffin in Emmanuel Ogba. Yeah, wow, that's great. Fantastic news for the Chiefs. They need all the defensive help they can get. Obviously, they got Spagnolo, formerly uh, of the Giants Super Bowl winning defenses in there to run that defense, which likely means uh, more of a 4-3, sort of exotic, a lot of blitzing, uh, and and you need some versatile defensive linemen to do that. And Agba's uh, just that. Is it Agba? Agba? Agba. Sorry. I'm just going to call him E-Man. Agba. E-Man. E-Man. Like for Emmanuel? Yeah, Emmanuel. Yeah. Okay. So, E-Man, I think he's going to be – I think that's a great addition for the Chiefs. They need, like I said, all the defensive line and defensive help that they can get. Uh, so, Agba, great addition. Do you know what the you know what the deal was for? Was it draft picks? Were they uh, – was it hefty? It was for Eric Murray. Eric Murray? Eric Murray. Oh, Eric Murray. He is also safety, but his name's Eric Murray. That's incredible. Eric Murray and Kyler Murray and Mike Mayock all together, Eric Murray. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. That's it? That that's... was just straight up? Ogba for Eric Murray? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I don't even <laughs> know who Eric Murray is. Yeah, I don't think you're alone, my friend. Jeez. That yeah. sounds like Freddie Kitchens and old Dorsey. Ooh. Now, maybe Dorsey's doing his old squad a favor. Okay, well, Remember I... last week, Andy Reid was pounding the table doing the truffle shuffle, and, and, and Dorsey might be saying, listen, you're my old boss. I used to work with you. I love you. You mean the world to me. You did that truffle shuffle last week. You know how much I love, love that truffle, truffle shuffle. shuffle. Let me, let me go you... ahead and give you Agba for Murray. Right. Let me give you some Eric Murray. It's Eric Murray. Eric Murray uh, background here. Okay, please. He was a fourth-round pick of the Chiefs. Yes. In 2016. Nice. So it was when, a young cat. When John Dorsey was there still. Oh, there we go. So he's Boom. a Dorsey guy. Boom connection. He's 25 years old. He was a corner in college and has been converted to safety. 
uh, in his three-year career. Murray has appeared in 45 games. Eric with 11, Murray? Yeah, Eric Murray with 11 starts, totaling 72 tackles, a sack, an interception, and seven passes defended. So here's a guy that Dorsey drafted while with the Chiefs. Believes in. Uh, they don't have a need for Emmanuel Ogba anymore. Here's a trade partner where he can get a player that he liked. If this guy plays give safety, up Ogba. Yep. if this guy plays safety, they just gave up Peppers. He fills right in for Peppers. So I, that's not I bad. guarantee he's probably better than Peppers. Yeah, well, I would imagine I would imagine so. So there's there's that. That's that's the big news in the headlines. The other one is, and you know we love the fat athlete, yeah. especially fat running backs that are good athletes. Oh yeah, they're they're incredible. The bowling ball that is C.J. Anderson that carved through my Dallas Cowboys defense like butter in the divisional round of the playoffs. Yes, that he felt disrespected by the Rams after they went ahead and signed Malcolm Brown to a contract. That was a slap in the face. Let's be real. He is now a Detroit Lion. Signing a one-year deal with the Lions. Oh God, he had to go to Detroit. Yep, uh, he went to Detroit. He to had to be go with, to that waste. He went with Fat Patricia. Fat Patricia, which it, is still, gosh, I, it I suits said well. it now. Like you've brought me along to calling him that, and you know, I, I don't like. I'm not a fat shamer because I am fat. Yeah, no, you just listen. You call them Fat Patricia. There's but nothing wrong geez, with it. He's Pat, uh, and and I think it's a perfect marriage. You get a fat back with a fat coach, and you, you run it into the ground. And do they still have uh, Ligurette Blunt, by the way? Because I don't remember. They still have Carrion Johnson. I don't know. If they, they probably have. don't Ligurette have Blunt. I think was on a one-year deal with them. You so do a he quick might Google be a free search. Who's googling? Me or you? Who's googling? Let me Google. All right, you're googling. All right, so while you Google, I'll do some filibuster in here. You Philly and uh, some CJ Anderson. I think it's a great addition for Detroit. They need a running back. I think he's awesome. And uh, he he was great last year. The tread on the tires isn't huge because he only had to play part of the year Yeah, he's last currently year. a free agent. Blunt is? Yep. All right, so they chose the C.J. Anderson Chubster over the Blunt. Mm. And I think that's interesting. If you remember, I wonder if C.J. Anderson's going to have a similar picture in the game day program for the Lions. No, I think only one individual can rock that picture. For those of you that don't know, you could probably hit a Google search on this one. LeGarrette Blunt last year, just as a quick side note. Uh, for the for the game day program for uh, for those uh, the the preseason pictures that every player takes in their uniform, obviously Blunt was newly a lion and they wanted to showcase him on a lot of their stuff. Well, in his tight football pants during his awesome little promo pictures, he was uh, clearly chubbing way hard. That wasn't a doink. That was a dong. And it was super impressive. I think we both uh, we both acknowledged how just nice it was uh borderline inviting uh i'm i know you're not gonna say that but i will no you and, say that i won't and it was uh it not was, inviting it at was all. it was actually it was super apparent it was heavy it felt like it was mock season all over again it was no ibaka you think peter schrager's got a girthy mock or bucky brooks wait till you see the thing on the garrett Blue. yeah well you don't that have thing, nothing on lance Zerline. it was fighting i mean this thing was fighting to get out of those football pants I mean, holy hell. Yeah, it certainly was outlined. It, very, it was it was literally it was screaming to get out of the It was those almost pants. like your brother's in a recent Twitter picture he posted yeah, out with did. the rock star. Yeah, that, that's that true. thing was hilarious. Yeah, I shouted him out for that. Did you? He loved it. He loved it. It was Shout so out to true. Mikey, uh, for, for Gosh, Mike, shot. I think you have to be the thickest of the cheese. Now you you made a really good point about Serge Ibaka. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to dive back into the dong conversation that we had when this blunt situation went well, it down. Seems like you are, but I just wanted to say you're right. It's Thank not you. on Ibaka level. No, that's a one of a kind. And from what we hear, we're not even sure that it's on uh, 
Big Nick Energy levels. Mm, yeah, Big Nick Energy I've heard great things about too. But I will say LeGarrette Blunt is packing some heat, and he was showing it all over that Detroit Lions program. Uh, back to you, mixed bag. Thank you. Uh, I've got one little tantalizing thing in here in the bag. Let me see if I can grab it here. Mm, there it is. Is that the last one? Last one. We're saving the best for last. Like oh, I really? Said. I thought the Lev Bell thing that I carried was pretty awesome. Uh, it was actually pretty good. So you're right. Maybe this won't be the best, but I think it's fascinating. Adam Rank, my brother from another mother at the NFL.com. Love his fantasy work that he does there. Entertaining guy. I enjoy him. Is he the creator of Ranker.com? No. That's a great website. Mm. If you need to power rank literally anything in your life. Thank you for enlightening us. Ranker.com. Perfect. Adam Rank has written an article called NFL's Top 5 Rivalries for the 2019 Season. Now, what do you mean? Just, just for the 2019 season? Just for 2019. We're not talking all-time greatest rivalries. We're not talking longest rivalries. We're not talking greatest in the history of the game. We're talking just specifically for this upcoming football season. Don't overlook it. Don't overthink it. Don't get pissy. God dang it. I'm glad you said that because I was on the verge of getting pissy there. You I think we still it. I think we're still gonna get a little pissy. Really? And it's a bad list. You I, don't like it? You know what, man? Is it worse than that Gilbrandt all time running back list from a, from last year? I love Gilbrandt, but that is the worst thing he's ever published. That was that was terrible. Now fuck off, Gilbrand. Man, I mean, geez, to do that bad. to Emmett Smith, keep him out of the top ten. Unbelievably Bleep poor. You, Gil. Come on, Gil. I love you though. Uh, bonus pick. So there's five. He listed the top five, of course. So he's got, I guess, 5A just on the outside looking in. And this is one I think you're going to get pissy about. Oh, geez. Right off the f***ing bat? Yeah, right off the bleeping bat. Are you kidding me? The bonus pick happens to be two AFC East foes of the Miami Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. The New York Jets. This is starting off Ranker's list. This is starting off the list. It's a bonus pick. It's just outside the top five, but the best Gosh. rivalry for 2019, the Jets and the Bills. Adam Rank, Le'Veon Bell certainly adds something to this rivalry going why? to the Jets. It's the bleeping Bills. But it seems face. to me the reason why he's he's strongly pointing out to this is because of the quarterbacks. So you're telling me Adam Rank coming up with his 2019 fantastic rivalries oh my gosh everybody's so excited he comes out of the gates with sam bleeping darnold versus the buffalo bleeping bills and he says it's because Levion rapping bell yes the jets landed one of the top prizes in free agency the this offseason in lev bell the so every team they play bat. against is going to be a massive rival in 2019 no the uh, the it adds instant credibility to their offense but really what he's getting into well you just here, lost all credibility adam rank Wow. Okay. Really what he's getting into here is he is calling for these quarterbacks. 21-year-old Sam Darnold will look to take the sophomore leap as well as Josh Allen, who will be looking to take his sophomore leap as as we've seen several young quarterbacks do. Wait, Allen's a quarterback? According to his position on NFL... References NFL.com where he was drafted. I got a the depth chart for the Buffalo back. Bills. It says quarterback. All right. Either way, he's intrigued with the Darnold Allen rivalry yeah. brewing. Well, that makes one of them. Uh, I'm going to throw that one out and say, Rank, I love you, but that one shouldn't have even been like that was a dumb one. That's garbage. That Rank, was bad. F- 
thank you, and let's move on, please. Okay, number five, and this is actually a good one. The Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, the two teams that have gone neck and neck for the division, basically came down to the last game of the season, and then the Colts eliminated the Texans in last year's wild card game. So division rivals, they've got playoff history, you've got two good quarterbacks, two good teams that expect to be in a neck-and-neck race all year long for the division title. I think that's actually a pretty good one. You got Frank Reich, you got the butt chin. I mean, you're right. I think Rank finally did something here. Solid. Solid. Number four. By the way, Deshaun Jackson coming out party this year. Uh, I'm going to say it now, MVP of the the league. Deshaun Jackson? Uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Yes. Love it. Deshaun Jackson will be second in the MVP voting with the Eagles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the Eagles, there are four on this list. All right, with the Dallas Football Cowboys. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles is number four on the best rivalries of 2019. Obviously, this has always been a fun rivalry. This is one for the record. History books between the Eagles and Cowboys, the Eagles and their fans, have always hated Dallas, whereas Dallas has looked at Philadelphia and the years of McNabb when they just thrashed us. Yeah, we hated them. Otherwise, they've kind of just been a lingering annoyance. Now that they've got a Super Bowl, it's even more so. And the fact that the rest of the division looks like trash, those are clearly the two best teams. They will be fighting each other for NFC supremacy without question. Yeah, and I think with the uh, with the quarterbacks, with Dak and Carson Absolutely. coming in the same draft, that's always going to be a talking point. But not with Allen and Darnold. No, absolutely not. Well, okay. I mean, there, it just doesn't make sense. You have Sam Darnold, the quarterback, and then you have the running back in Josh Allen. But he's a just, quarterback who runs. Yeah, he's a running back who I guess throws. But he throws from the what football. I'm yeah. So at yeah, the quarterback, I just, I just don't see that. Right. So, so Eagles, Cowboys. I like it. I think it's good. I think it's fun. As you said, it's a race for two. You know, it, it's a two-headed monster race in the NFC East. Giants are nothing. Redskins are nothing. And they played two really close games last year. Both of them went down to the wire. The second one in Dallas went to overtime, essentially was for the NFC Championship game. It was the Amari Cooper coming out party. And he literally, man. He was coming out. He finished all over Philadelphia. You did too that night. I did. Number three is the Los Angeles Rams versus the New Orleans Saints. Oh, yeah. That's and this fantastic. has legs. Is this going to be in New Orleans, do we know? Oh, dude. When do they play? When do they play? Mm-mm-mm. I'm this glad you were a prepared for that question. question. And your preparedness for it is incredible. Yeah. I think that this game will be in L.A., not in New Orleans. You think that? I now. know it. Oh, you know it? Yeah. According to Adam Rank. According to Adam Rank, this game's going to be in L.A. and it'll right. be must-see TV. Yeah, it will definitely be must-see TV. If it was in the Superdome, it'd be even more so. But, uh, yeah, this game, for obvious reasons, is going to be fantastic. And there's going to be some bad blood. There's going to be some sour taste in Mr. Sean Payton's mouth, as we know. And hopefully we'll get some good Marcus Peters audio that week. Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that shit. We're going to see him soon. Number two. And this one was definitely a great rivalry in 2018 and should carry over to 2019 if one of these teams, now a good friend of yours, can hold up their end of the bargain. Who? Keenan Allen Allen and the Chargers. Yeah. Against Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. Did I say Emmanuel Ogba? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, E-Man and the Chiefs taking on Keenan Allen, my new best friend. And uh, got two quarterbacks, Mahomes, Rivers, dueling it out. I mean, that game in Arrowhead, when the Chargers came back in the fourth quarter, they seemed left for dead, and then here they come, get the victory. Heck of a football game. Both teams made playoff runs last year. Obviously, the Chargers losing, both of them losing to New England, the eventual Super Bowl champions in consecutive weeks. Uh, that division's going to be... Very, very interesting to see how it goes. I still lean towards Kansas City because Andy Reid teams always ball out in the regular season, and Pat Mahomes, I just think, is the next era of great quarterback. And, and you know the Chargers that, are a little inconsistent, man, and they have a ton of injuries every say, single year. You know they're just going to be injury depleted come week three, and then they're gonna they're gonna start out like three and seven, and then they're gonna go on like a six game winning streak to be nine and seven, and they might be the wild card. Uh, I also hear that they might be interested in uh, some Josh Rosen situation. Oh, little, really? Uh, yeah, to be the heir apparent. apparent. I like that. I Absolutely. think that'd be a good fit for I think Rosen. It's good. I think they're uh, them. I think the the Giants, maybe the Patriots, are sort of the top three teams. Wouldn't that be so that New England? Rounder. Yeah. Now that New England's in the game, I think it's starting to spice everybody up a little bit. Like, ah, you know, if they're interested, we should probably be interested in too. Much like why supposedly the Giants didn't trade Odell Beckham last year because. The Patriots wanted him, and then they thought, well, if the Patriots want him, we should keep him. Yeah, if the Patriots say he's good, we should probably hang on to him, and I think that means... Unless the the Browns offer us Jabril Peppas. Yeah, well, the Patriots have also been singing the praises of Eli Manning for the last five years. Well, man, they should. So There's one team that should respect Eli. It's New England. (laughs) It's New England. It's the only team ever, including SEC teams. Yes, And, and NFC East teams. Yeah. Gosh, I love the fact that Eli's still their starter. It's amazing. They might re-sign him for like 2020. Yeah, they're ruling will. it out. We're not ruling it out, Walt. Never will. And to wrap up the list of the 2019 best rivalries, according to Adam Rank from NFL.com, who sucks ass at his job, is the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh, aka the Pittsburgh Feelers, baby. Wow, that's the one, huh? Um, well, you've got the Browns and all the moves that they've made. Probably the most exciting and intriguing team for any casual football fan this year with Odell Beckham, Baker, Juice. They've just done been making trades left and right. That roster's a freaking all-pro looking team. And the Steelers, who have been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons, they still have Big Ben. And they have Juju, who is my dude. I love Juju. Yeah, well, he's your Jewish brethren. And then we don't have any more Lev Bell or A.B. So what in the world are they doing there in Pittsburgh? It seems like a freaking train that's come right off the tracks. But can Mike Tomlin go ahead and steer it back in the direction as Big Ben conducting that bad boy? Good news. Big Ben decided against doing his uh, once a week, I think, radio show that he did. Radio hit. Perfect. No distractions. Where he was just talking bleep about everybody. on everybody on the team. Yeah. So that's not going to happen anymore. So that's great news. Really mature move for the uh, two-time Super Bowl winning, like 35-plus-year-old quarterback. It's really awesome there, Ben. I'm glad you made that decision. Uh, but I'm still wondering, like, okay, so that just tells me, do the Jets and the and the Jeets, or do the do the Jeets and the the Steelers not play next year? Because that seems like it would be cool, or the or the Raiders and the Steelers, because you have the Antonio Brown situation. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to wonder why Le'Veon bleeping Bell is a reason why the the Bills rivalry is a thing. Yeah, I, think, I, I really don't agree. I think the rest of this list is pretty stout. 
But the bonus pick of the Bills and the Jets, nobody cares about. It nullifies the credibility of Adam Rank, the entire Rank family, and this whole list. Okay, you are also a Dolphins fan and hate both those teams, so let's just pretend that that never even happened. Yeah, this whole segment never happened. We're talking just the top five. Texans, Colts, Cowboys, Eagles, Rams, Saints, Chiefs, Chargers, Brown Steelers. You like it? Uh, No. Who did this again? Is this Ranks? Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck no. Sucks. Are you serious? Get it out of here. Uh, I like it, man. I think four of those five are really good. I don't think that I'd have Steelers-Browns this high. I can understand why it's in the top five. But I don't know that I'd have it that high. I'd probably swap it with Cowboys-Eagle. Yeah, well, of course you would. Now, I think Rams-Saints should be number one. Yeah, that seems clear as day to me because those are going to be two really badass teams. Uh, but I-, I can see anything with Cleveland in it this year, honestly, because they're just going to be That's really fun. it, you know. But it's like I wanted to see some freaking – I guess the Steelers and Raiders aren't playing. I guess the Jeets and, and Steelers aren't playing. I don't know what to tell you, but that would be way better. Adam Rank. But as a you. rivalry, like I-, I get the Jets thing maybe, but would it really be – it's it's just an A-B thing. Like there's not a ton of, a, of rivalry there. Like bad blood right now between the Raiders and Steelers. It's really just an A-B Big Ben deal. You know, it, it comes down to individuals, more so less than teams. With the Browns and Steelers, you have not only the divisional rivalry, similar to the Colts, Texans, and Cowboys, Eagles, and Chiefs, Chargers, but you also just have a possible passing of the torch. The Steelers, who have, for the most part, run that division. Yeah, the Ravens are in there sometimes, but for the most part, they're the team that runs the North. And then Cleveland, who has just never been good and certainly has never been able to beat Pittsburgh. No, they've been a factory of sadness. And now they're looking like a sexy Super Bowl pick. Yeah. So it's intriguing. Yeah. Unfortunately, Adam Rank is not. All right. Well, I disagree with you. I think he's a sexy mofo. I love you, Adam Rank. I'll support you here on the nosebleed seat. He's as bald as Jason Witten. Yeah, right? but he, he hasn't went, committed, he committed. In the same no, way. No, no, he Jason committed. Did. He's he? fully bald. I thought he had that the thing, sides. No, no, that thing is shining. He's got facial hair. He's got a sexy beard. All right, very good. But he is scalped on top. All right, he just earned a couple more points. Thank me. you. It's about time. We are the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo, powered by the Pro Football Network. As I mentioned at the beginning, you can follow Pro Football Network at PFN365 on Twitter. You can follow us at Nosebleed Pod on Twitter as well. Go ahead, you know, ask us any questions you want, comments, concerns. If you like us, let us know. If you don't, let us know as well. Uh, and you can do that on social media, on our mama. We're not going to get mad about it. You don't have to text us. You can legit shout us out. Keep it banned, bro. Keep it 100. Keep it 100, bro. Keep it 100. 100. 100. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, watch and listen to the the rest of the podcast on the Pro Football Network. That ain't it, bro. That's it, bro. And, of course, that the articles. It, bro. That, that ain't it, bro. That ain't us. I speak facts. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. We'll see you next week. Come poised. Throw the f*** in the mouth. just like a navel. Ha.